I'm Eileen Ray McCann for Circle of Blue, and here's What's Up With Water, a condensation of the world's water news. Water-related terrorism is increasing. That's according to a new global analysis from a research team at Florida International University. In a report published by the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars, the researchers used the Global Terrorism Database to analyze over 170,000 terrorism incidents between 1970 and 2016. In that period, water-related terrorism increased by 263%. Most of the incidents happened after 9-11, and South Asia had more incidents than any other region. The most common terrorist tactic has been attacking infrastructure, such as pipes, dams, reservoirs, levees, and treatment systems. These targets are intended to destabilize governments, pressure populations, and undermine businesses. The organizations with the most water-related attacks include ISIL, the Taliban, Colombia's FARC, and the Shining Path. The researchers created profiles for these groups in order to identify their methods. The Taliban, for instance, has focused on water officials, or the weaponization of water itself through poisoning, drowning, or the location of explosions. The researchers say that water-related terrorism can disrupt transboundary watersheds that are already stressed by mismanagement, climate change, and economic, social, and political difficulties. This can be particularly challenging where treaties and other agreements may have no provision for responding to attacks. The researchers added that water infrastructure and technologically advanced water systems is also at risk because of computer hacking. The report notes that a cyber attack on the dams bordering the Columbia or Missouri rivers could, quote, wipe out millions of people downstream. In Australia, legislators have reached an agreement to amend the controversial plan to manage the country's largest river system. The Murray-Darling Basin plan was in jeopardy due to conflicting demands from its many stakeholders, including those concerned that the river itself was being starved of water. The managing body for the plan, the Murray-Darling Basin Authority, proposed a reduction in the amount of water returned to the environment in the southern regions. It said that restoring the river ecosystem had to be balanced with job protection in communities that depend on irrigation. The federal Greens Party opposed the environmental reduction and lobbied for months against the Basin Authority proposal. The states of New South Wales and Victoria threatened to abandon the agreement if the Greens prevailed. The Murray-Darling Basin Authority pressed lawmakers to withhold support for the Greens, saying that the plan was in danger of failing and undermining the food bowl of the nation. Although the Greens had earlier succeeded in upholding environmental water allocations in the north part of the Murray-Darling Basin, they failed to get similar support for maintaining environmental water levels in the southern basin. One Greens senator accused the Labour Party of betraying South Australia and the environment by making a deal with the National Party to cut water for the river in favour of large corporate irrigators. An Australian environment minister said that the Labour Party wants decisions about restoring the Murray-Darling River system to be made by the Murray-Darling Basin Authority without pressure from the political process. The Greens countered that the river is dying and not getting the water that was promised. 
In Yemen, the World Health Organization began the first vaccine campaign against cholera, 18 months after an epidemic caused by civil war and poor sanitation. Health workers began administering oral vaccines last week in four districts of Aden, aiming to inoculate 350,000 people. The campaign parallels the rainy season, which could increase the spread of the disease. In the last 18 months, Yemen has seen over a million suspected cases of cholera, with over 2,000 deaths. Cholera is spread by contaminated water or food. It is deadly when vomiting or diarrhea cause rapid dehydration. World Health Organization officials fear that last year's surge of cases could be repeated or even exceeded this year. Demolished water and sanitation systems, unlimited health care access are hampering efforts, and officials in some areas have objected to the vaccinations. The World Health Organization says it has plans for immunizations in all of the at-risk zones and that it is negotiating for approval with health officials in Yemen's northern regions. It hopes to protect at least 4 million people from cholera. In the Americas, Mexico and the U.S. states of Arizona and Nevada may soon get less water from the Colorado River. The U.S. Bureau of Reclamation estimates that in 2020, there's a 52% chance that the river's largest reservoir, Lake Mead, will fall so low that automatic cutbacks will take effect. If the reservoir levels continued to fall, other states could be required to reduce their water shares as well. The chances for a shortfall in Lake Mead increase with each year. In 2021, the prediction is for 64%. In 2022, the Bureau puts it at 68%. Lake Mead has never yet dropped to the level requiring cutbacks, but less precipitation over the past 20 years has made the scenario ever more likely. The Bureau is urging the seven Colorado River states to stop procrastinating on contingency plans. Those states include Arizona, California, Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, Wyoming, and Utah. Also affected would be Mexico and 20 Native American reservations. The river is governed by a variety of international treaties, interstate agreements, and court rulings. The rules mandate that cutbacks automatically take effect if the surface of Lake Mead drops to 1,075 feet above sea level. If this happens, Arizona and Nevada would lose the most water based on a percentage of their current annual allocations. Most of the Colorado River's water comes from snowmelt in the mountains of Colorado and Wyoming. Snowmelt this year is expected to be less than half of the 30-year average, an indicator that the region's climate is shifting toward drier conditions. And that's What's Up With Water. We'd like to share what's up where you are. Tweet us with your water news at Circle of Blue hashtag What's Up With Water.